Hey everybody, welcome to the All Heart Podcast. My name is Noni Lamar. And my name is Thea Monier. And this is a podcast about joy and... Pleasure. 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 We are digging in today. (laughs) We're going hard today. First, we want to thank you for listening, for sharing this podcast. We really want it to spread by word of mouth. And y'all are spreading it by word of mouth. For sure. You telling your peoples. We love it. We're seeing it. We see you telling your peoples. Please share us on your IG stories. Go ahead and text this episode to a friend so you can listen together. We just really love the conversation we've been getting Tons of inboxes, emails, and as you know, like we're we're writing back. Yes, DM store. And we see you posting us in your stories. All of that is really really wonderful because you know I don't know if y'all know many podcasters, but really the only way you really know if you're having a big impact is if people are like talking about it, dropping gems from it, sharing it with people, and it's kind of like. You know, we're just in here, the two of us. Like, we think we're doing something, but we don't really know we're doing something until we pop up in your stories. And we're like, okay. We We don't look at us. They heard us. Okay. Our intention is to really heal our culture with more joy and more pleasure. Really heal these moments of trauma, these stories, tell new narratives. So, you know, we've been doing this podcast almost a year. Our year almost our anniversary. Yes, it's coming up in a few weeks. And we just want to thank you for continuing to share. If you want to give back to us, you know, can you leave a rating or review for us on iTunes, please? That's super helpful. I saw we got like 58. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And I have some news. I think I'm going to podcast movement. So yeah, no, you're going. <laughs> I got I got a scholarship. Yes, yes, to yes. podcast movement, and that's really cool. So, if you're going to podcast movement and you listen to this, holler at me. I'm getting all up in this podcasting. Yes, world, I love it. Okay? And if you're a listener and you want to support what we're doing, the message we're bringing to the world, we're going to have opportunities and links to be able to support. Us being able to be represented through Noni at Podcast Movement. Yeah, so. that, that means if you want to give us some coins. Basically is what it means, We, we ain't turning them I down. I said it in a pretty way. <laughs> Noni said it in a tourist we, way. We ain't turning them down if you want to no. uh, support no. support the movement to Podcast Movement. Because, you know, it's, it's like a half scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> they they wave a couple things, but they don't wave the other things. But so, I'm going to be, sure. be in there representing Women of color, representing joy and pleasure movement, representing healing, and I'll even throw in some decolonization because Thea won't be there. Thank you. Appreciate you. Appreciate I'll mention you. it. I'll be like, we're decolonizing. Yes, we are. We mental health. It. It's important. I have a question for y'all. I've been seeing some of you say that this is a mental health podcast. I see some people say it's a lifestyle podcast. I see some people say it's a wellness podcast. What y'all think? I know that would be great because we like being so like undefinable and yeah. it's kind of a thing we thrive off of. Yep. So yeah, we would love to hear how you view the podcast in terms of like what categories would you put it in? Yeah. I you mean, can feel free to make new categories yeah, too. Yeah, you exist. are a mental health professional. I don't know about me. I am. I am a mental health professional. I think I do contribute I'm surprised to I have, others. I haven't been kicked out the field yet. <laughs> You're but, not kicked out, no. but I do contribute to others' mental health. You do. But I never thought of myself as a mental health podcaster. No. I think we just, what you all are seeing is like 
our conversations. Yeah. This is how we talk with each other, and these are the things we talk about. Yeah. So This is a friendship podcast. It's a friendship podcast. Oh, I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that to you. This is that moment when two people are having it, and everyone else is like, um. oh, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. But, yay. Okay, so what's on your heart today, Thea? Heart to heart. You know, a sister has been struggling with stillness. Okay. So, anybody who knows me knows one of the first things people will say is like, yeah, you be doing a lot. Right, you do. <laughs> and I do. I do a lot. And um, I decided that I was going to take the summer off and like do a lot. And <laughs> you were going to take off to do a lot. I was going to take off to do a lot, more, even more. And my engines are stalling. And, you know, recognizing that I must have called this in. I called in rest. Mm. I called in time. I called in... Peace. I call it in a lot of things, but be careful what you wish for because my nervous system is literally adapted to being able to go, 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 go. And recognizing that as an overactive third chakra or recognizing that that busyness comes from more than just the good intentions I have in the things that I'm creating because I definitely have good intentions in them, but they also come from a feeling of not feeling necessarily safe or secure when I'm still, mm. you know? And so that has been some heavy shit to deal mm. with over the last week. I literally sent Nona SOS text where I'm like, <laughs> full disclosure, a bitch is low. <laughs> Real low. I like Kathleen Turner. I'm low. like, I already know. I already seen it coming. I knew when you said you were going Jones on. Low. I knew when you were saying you were going on vacation, I was like, it's, it's coming. Three, two, one, boom. I feel like I am improving day by day at this moment by accepting that I'm getting my ass whooped. <laughs> and, you know, really looking at this opportunity that I invited in, I asked for as a way to be transformed in a way that I didn't expect by taking the summer off. I thought the summer off meant, you know, being super productive. And I think it's really teaching me many, many lessons that I can only learn through this um, time, this time off, this time away, this time without the busyness. Um, and so I'm very grateful. But if you would have talked to me two days ago, a bitch was low. <laughs> I was low to the glow. How low can you go? <laughs> and it was rough, but I'm coming out of it. And I'm, I'm really reading some amazing books and concepts that are feeding where I am at this particular time and still feeling creative in my stillness I think is another thing that surprises me I think I associated my creativity with doing Mm. and a lot of the creative things that are happening right now for me are either happening to me or for me or things I don't have to put a ton of effort into I can just enjoy and be a part of and that's also really nice um, and I'm not just for me, but for the people around me who are who are offering it. So lessons are being learned over here, people. I'm sure we're going to do uh, an episode on the joy of stillness. <laughs> and I will be able to contribute better at that time. Okay. What's on your heart? Uh, I'm thinking a lot about masculinity lately. I don't know if it was because Father's Day just passed. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, my son, uh, one of my son's, the eldest got his pinky stuck inside of a um, a plastic ball. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was like a ball that had 
like a waffle ball type of looking mm-hmm. thing and it had a hole and he decided to put his pinky in it and then he couldn't get his pinky out mm-hmm. and he happens to be um quite on the uh i don't want to shame my child <laughs> there was a lot of drama involved mm-hmm. in that moment <laughs> And um, I definitely had no solutions for such a thing. You know, I didn't know how to get his finger out. Like, put some oil on it. Right, like, pull right, it out. Like, right. what do you mean it's stuck? And so then when I realized we had to actually cut his, cut the plastic mm-hmm. off of his finger. I mean, it was just this. I can't even get into the whole details of it. It was, <laughs> it was one of them things that are on like a sitcom. Right. It takes right. up the full 20, episode. 28 minutes, you know, without commercials. And... You know, my stepdad got there and he showed up right when that happened and he was just so calm and so chill about it mm-hmm. and then just like looking for tools, very linear. And then, you know, m- my partner came in and he was also very calm and very linear and they were just finding the tools needed and experimenting and figuring it out and very grounded and very contained and they got it off and mm-hmm. it took some time and I was kind of losing it with <laughs> with my child who was screaming and crying they're gonna cut my finger off. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my pinky and I'm like oh my god he's a genius musician He'll never he can't, play. He can't lose his pinky. pinky oh my god I'm freaking out inside you know I'm trying to mm-hmm. keep it on I'm trying to keep it on the inside, right, right. but I'm like so um, how are you guys gonna do this like, I, I don't really see, I don't see the path. <laughs> and they're just like, we're just going to cut the ball off. Yeah. And they did. And it took some time. And it took, you know, one went to the store. They tried wow, to get Wow, they had to get a lot of stuff. Yeah, it was, it was, it it was, was a whole thing. thing. And the, the, the finger swelled up and it oh, was wow. hurting. And it, it, was, it, was, it was dramatic. Yeah. Okay, it was, it was a dramatic occasion. <laughs> Um, and it did take a lot, and there was a lot of pain involved. There was ice at the end. There was a lot of tears. Aww. But the men stayed so calm and clear, and, you know, I would have just gone to the hospital. <laughs> I would have been like, like, y'all have to fix this. And I'm like, you got a laser in here. A laser. laser this thing a on. laser. I, I really couldn't have come up with a solution to mm-hmm. that particular problem. I mean, I could have tried. I like got some scissors. I was mm-hmm. like trying to help. But all that it took to get it out, I didn't even have the tools to do that, mm-hmm. right? So I've just been reading a lot about, um, I, I watched this uh, YouTube TED Talk or something where the woman was a feminist who made this this movie called Red Pill. I haven't seen it. Mm, have I haven't seen it. it? Uh-uh. It's about the men's rights movement, mm. which in my mind is like ter- like some terrible misogynistic thing. Mm-hmm. But she was a feminist before she made it, and then she made this thing, and then she wasn't a feminist when she was done. And, you know, how do I say Is it on Netflix? Mm-mm, it's banned from there. Oh, is it? <laughs> it's a little controversial. I mean, Thea, you know this about me. I love looking at many sides of issues. Mm-hmm. I love looking at many different vantage points mm-hmm. to find truth. Mm-hmm. And I've been really looking at this week, how has feminism harmed? Mm-hmm. In what ways? And I'm not speaking about womanism. I'm speaking about the movement titled 
feminism. Mm -hmm. In what ways has feminism harmed women, men, and children and families? Mm -hmm. And I, I don't, I can't say like I agree with a bunch of things, but there I'm finding things that I do see are issues, right? And I'm also seeing things that I didn't see. Like what she basically was saying is that the men's rights movement, from her vantage point, I don't know. This is a white woman. From her vantage point, the men's rights movement wasn't negating the rights of women, Mm -hmm. but rather advocating for the rights of men as well, advocating for the high suicide rates that men are very privy to, advocating for just a a lot of these issues that men go through. And given that I have two boys, Mm -hmm. I didn't really ever think about Mm -hmm. these things. Mm -hmm. I've never really been concerned with the right, you mean politically? Mm, I, I really mean emotionally. Mm. I really mean like I'm not as concerned with men's political rights. No shade, but I'm more concerned with men having emotional well-being. And I can that see that surprises me. What? I find you to be really masculine, empathetic. I am very masculine, empathetic, but I never thought about how like the suicide rate alone right like i think it's like 70 80 percent of suicides are men like something like a really high figure like that no i get what you're saying because i remember i had that moment during my sex therapy i talked to you about it Mm -hmm. here about the class that blew my mind was on male sexuality because we never discussed male sexuality yeah and like the how during adolescence everybody just stops touching them you know, like your exactly. parents stop touching them. You can't touch your friends anymore or else your sexuality is assumed. Just things like that, like like that I never thought about. Or the fact that it's assumed if men get erections that they want sex. When like we don't assume that about women. But even like in performance, like mm-hmm. when I think about when I went to college, they were women, black women outnumbered black men and mm-hmm. at UCLA in droves. And like this concept that in achieving higher education and mm-hmm. higher levels of education, like women are outperforming men mm-hmm. at this time, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about my sons mm-hmm. as they're getting older. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking more about like what is, what is the world that they're living in, and mm-hmm. this is not to discount like toxic masculinity in any way or patriarchy in any way. But I'm also thinking about the balance, which I'm sure we're going to talk about Mm -hmm, today. mm -hmm. I'm thinking about them. I'm thinking about their future as men. I'm thinking about the kind of men that they are. Mm -hmm. And I think often when we talk about good men, Mm -hmm. we say that they're nurturing, that they're kind, that they're sweet and loving. Um, I don't know if we always... Uh, talk about men in the traditional masculine ways as things that are complementary. Mm-hmm. Whereas my sons are very alpha male. Mm-hmm. My sons are very powerful. Mm-hmm. My sons are very, um, uh, what's the word? Forceful. Mm-hmm. They're very purposed. Mm-hmm. They're very um, demanding at times. Mm-hmm. Like di- different wor- different things that I would want those qualities in my daughter. Right. 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 But I right, also right. am right This now, does tie into what we're talking about today. Because yeah. we're all supposed to be able to possess 
Both. Both. So I've been really thinking about, for instance, well, I've been studying masculinity this week a lot, and my boy's roughhouse. Mm-hmm. And normally I ask them to stop. But I've been looking at, like, following different accounts online. As I'm saying, guys, I, I like to take all kinds. I'm, I'm talking about I follow MAGA people. I look at, I look at the full spectrum mm-hmm. of humanity. Because I really feel that there's a gift. Mm-hmm. We're, we're only one person here to me. Mm-hmm. So I look past all of the bullshit. The, the stuff that I'm like, ah, oh, bullshit, 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 mm-hmm. bullshit. What do you have to give to me? And I, I saw these men saying, like, let your, let your, your son's roughhouse if that's what they want to do. And I thought back to growing up with boys. Like, that's what they did. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, am I in some way um, squashing mm-hmm. A part of them by telling them, be quiet, stop, mm-hmm. sit down, don't do that. Just uh, just go read a book. Like, mm-hmm. go, like, go do something. Go play some piano. Like, um, and for a week instead, I've just watched them do that mm-hmm. and watched how much fun they're having. They're not mm-hmm. fighting. Right. It isn't violent. Right, right, right. They're sparring. Right. They're sparring. They're having a good time. Yeah. They're like really getting that energy. And they're bonding. They're bonding. They're laughing mm-hmm. instead of fighting. And I realize like they do a lot of bickering and fighting. When you separate them. Because I'm them always the telling them not to do that mm-hmm. thing. But when I just said, you know, do that. Mm-hmm. I didn't say anything. Just be loud, jumping mm-hmm. on stuff, roughhousing with one another. And just me instead watching this and and I, and I want to say like I know this sounds super traditional like but I I think there should be room for all gender expression mm-hmm. and this kind of idea of what we deem to be um, traditional masculinity I think we've painted it all as toxic mm-hmm. and there's a lot of room for what I saw this week with my family of getting this energy out that energy also knows how to focus itself. Mm-hmm. That energy knows how to fo- focus itself and create clarity and problem solve, and this is a a, a big gift mm-hmm. that men have, that masculine bodied folks have, mm-hmm. like or masculine energy has, like mm-hmm. to be able to really focus and mm-hmm. and and create a solution to a problem mm-hmm. without being caught in the embodying mm-hmm. the problem, but being really clear about like okay let let me see. Let me see the light. Let me see the way through this, right? So mm-hmm. that's been really heavy on my mind. I've been ingesting a lot of stuff I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. A lot of transphobic shit. A lot yeah. of homophobic shit. Yeah. A lot of um, patriarchal shit. And I leave that on the mm-hmm. floor. Yeah. But I, I'm also able to... I, I tend to want to stretch. Mm-hmm. And to be able to stretch, sometimes you have to kind of go into uh, the, the the lion's den yeah you know and yeah. kind of like take take the meat off the bones yeah. so to speak yeah and and I'm really I don't know the I feel like really um purposed in a new way mm-hmm. uh, in terms of thinking about how I can contribute to conversations about gender that are more balanced Mm-hmm. And that are healthy for yeah. everybody, not just women. Yeah. I, well, I think that starts with the conversation we're having today. Yeah. Um, because I think um, part of the issue is 
whenever we favor either or, mm. we we forget that there's a complementary nature to masculine and feminine, and that everyone has all of that. Yeah, you know, and the biggest issue we face is the not allowing of all of those expressions. Um, so we're going to weave into Our main the main topic, topic, which is when I came back from my sex therapy training, one of the books I think I referenced early on was Kali Rising. Right. And Oni was like, I'm, I'm, I want to read that book and then we're going to do an episode about it. And um, Kali Rising is uh, a book written by Rudolph Ballantine. And it's Foundational Principles of Tantra for a Transforming Planet. Ooh, this book, y'all, this book. It's really, you know, when I was at the training, um, you know, we have to go through a lot of different classes. And this class on Tantra stood out to me because I was like, this is everything I've been saying about black women and pleasure. This is everything I've been craving mm. for black women to understand about their access to pleasure. Mm. Specifically thinking about black women at that time was coming through also thinking about the black maternal health crisis right. and the impact on the sacral because of the black maternal health crisis. And we've talked about the sacral chakra on here before. And so the things she was talking about during this workshop were all making total sense to me. Literally, I've been saying these things, but it's just Tantra has it already mapped out, which means on some level, in some lifetime, I definitely practice mm. Tantra, right? Mm. But the, the main gist is when we think about the yin-yang sign, which most of us are familiar with, right? We know one side represents feminine. We know one side represents masculine, um, and we also, what we don't know typically are about the spandas and the tapas, which are the dots in, in those yin-yang symbols, right? Mm-hmm. So the, I always have to get this right in my head visualizing it. The darker dot is inside the masculine side, and that one is the yin-masculine. And then the open dot with, within the darker side is the yang-feminine, Right. So we're going to a little bit about what that is, just so we can all yeah. be at a baseline. Um, so I want to let y'all know, go ahead and, and go on Amazon, go get your book. <laughs> get your book. Okay. They don't have this one on Audible. I tried. Okay, <laughs> y'all, because you know I got a lot of kids. <laughs> and I was trying to, just trying to figure it out. I got some small children, but I yes. had to actually read this one and it is worth the read. It is so good. This is the beginning of our book club, All Heart Book Club. Yes. Go ahead and put your requests in. Yes. But today we're definitely right? talking. Yes. Yang. Masculine, yang, 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 feminine, yang, feminine, yang, yin masculine, masculine. Mm-hmm. yin. I always get this mixed up. Yin is the masculine. Yin is the feminine. Yin is the feminine. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. And yang is the masculine. Right. So then, now everything makes total sense. Yes. So, yang. When we think about yang, if you've ever heard of Shiva, mm-hmm. um, the we've talked on here about the upper three chakras: the throat, the third eye, the crown. Right. These are all associated with masculine energy. Masculine energy is associated with consciousness, the knowing, yes. right? Shiva is considered very still. In, in Yoruba, Obatala reminds you of Shiva. Very still, very knowing. Um, it's not about activity. It's really about consciousness, awareness, and like Noni was saying, focus, right? Yeah, so this, I mean, reading this book, so just... 
so you know i've had heard words like shakti Mm -hmm. and shiva my whole life but um in this book they do like a conversation yeah that is between shiva and shakti Mm -hmm. and listening to this conversation between shiva and shakti for me was impactful because it was like listening to my own intimate conversation Mm -hmm. i'm with someone who very much embodies shiva Mm -hmm. very much embodies the knowing Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know very much embodies what you would call in astrology a saturn energy Mm -hmm. which is that containment right Mm -hmm. that knowledge and containment and wisdom and then i very much embody that shakti energy Mm -hmm. that yang feminine Mm -hmm. but go ahead think yeah, and so Shakti, like Noni was saying, represents the feminine energy. I also very much connected that energy to Oya. Um, the lower chakras, it's all about movement, mm-hmm. all about embodiment, mm-hmm. all about feel. And it is the opposite in the way that it is, it is constantly active. It is where creation actually happens. Yeah. And then that what is created is illuminated, is known through the consciousness. Mm. So you can't have one without the other. If I'm baking a cake in the kitchen, right, and I'm and I'm doing all the things to make the cake or whatever, it's really not known that I make the cake until I consciously acknowledge, like, oh, there's a cake here, right? Yeah. Before then, it's just the actions, right? So, and vice versa. What is there to know if nothing's been created, right? So there's a dance to this energy that, that really, really, mm. really is a beautiful way to think about how we can all channel things from ideas to manifestation or things from manifestation into conceptualization and out to the world, right? Mm -hmm. This is really talking about the pathways of how we move through this world with purpose and intention and feeling unblocked and feeling um, of use, right? Mm -hmm. So that's... In a nutshell, when you're looking at Tantra, you're looking at how do we use the transformational energy of the erotic, erotic being transformational, raw, creative energy. How do we use this energy to transform the world? And this book specifically focuses on the yang feminine. So yeah. the the yang, the masculine, follow us, it's a lot of terms this time, guys, <laughs> but yang, the masculine, is about intention, right? Mm-hmm. Um the, the yin is about nurturing receptivity. And when the yang is not, um, when it's overactive, it's aggressive. Right. When it's underactive, it's aloof, mm. right? The, the, yang, the yin, when it's on point, is receptive mm-hmm. and nurturing. But when it's not, it can be coddling mm. or it can be like... like um, Almost smothering. Almost smothering, right. So this is something that I really want to dig into. So Mm -hmm. um, our culture has really attributed what is, and by by mean our, I want to say Western culture. Yes. Okay. Because you could be listening to this any place. Yes. So Western culture has really, really attributed the feminine to the yin version of what's feminine. My whole life. I knew about Ifa from the time I was 13, 14. My whole life, I wanted to be Oshun. Mm-hmm. There was nothing more mm-hmm. I wanted to be than Oshun. Mm-hmm. Sweet, romantic, sexy, open, mm-hmm. just Erica Badu, mm-hmm. mysterious mm-hmm. and seductive. Mm-hmm. That is not me. Right. I am not Yen feminine right. dominant. That's right. not. I'm not Yen feminine dominant. Right. And I had... 
so many men in my life ask me, you know, can mm. you, and, and I'm a sweet person, you know this. Oh, absolutely. Sweet as pie. Sweet as candy. <laughs> so I can be very in and yes. very nurturing, but I live. You live. For the yang feminine, <laughs> yeah. which is yes. the place, the I like to think of the yang feminine as the birthing womb. It is the birthing. It is the womb. birthing womb, and that was something that. So the and the and the yin feminine is the nurturing, is the you know gestational womb, womb, right? So any of you that have given birth to a child or love someone who's given birth to a child, you see all that the mother goes through to mm-hmm. nurture that child when she's in that that yin place of yes. you know making sure she eats right and yeah. exercises and rests and. Just comes into this place. She starts to nest. It's yeah. just such a sweet, often painful for some people. Yes, yes. <laughs> such a sweet place, you know. And they 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 name like Lakshmi as something mm-hmm. like that. But I think Oshun. There's so many mm-hmm. goddesses that really embody this Yen. And we look at the '50s housewife yes. as the ideal, and she yes. is that. She is that yin. Right. She is that. And and oftentimes when I'm, I see like, you know, these different groups that say, you know, be soft, be feminine. We're going to teach you how to be feminine. And it's only about that yin. Yeah. And for so long, Thea, yeah. I've been on this journey of trying to mm. soften myself, Oof. trying to honey my tongue, trying to make Oof. myself. You didn't touch the nerve. Make myself, you know. That's how I started watching The Bachelor. <laughs> Honestly, to soften. Yes, I started watching The Bachelor mm. because I said, you know, white girls have something going on. Because I see all these black guys that tell me, like, you know what? We this have is, you have too. Black girls have too much attitude. Yeah, you're so much they're too attitude. strong, you're too still, dominant. You're so mouthy. Your yeah. mouth, your mouth. You know, this is why I like being with a white girl. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, this is why I like Asian girls. Like all of this. This is why I like. I'm just, you know, all the all niggas. the ignorance, yeah, right? Yeah, all the ignorance, right? <laughs> and I would see myself like because they're like you're so sweet, but then you get so like fiery and Mm -hmm. you get so pushy and you you know and i mean this has been a decade plus of me trying to be submissive and trying to be more Mm. femme yeah and and what i deemed as feminine and so beginning to learn that there's a different face to femininity than just this soft femininity it's liberating i have been so incredibly seen yes to know that this exists that this exists that me and my full power exists exists but mm-hmm. i i can be both uh, so this was the thing so noni's talking about the yang feminine remember we talked about the dots the dots inside of these you know the yin and the yang right mm-hmm. so the dot that noni's referring to is that open dot within the darker side of the the um the, the yin and that is the yang feminine right so that is the yang yeah yang feminine did I say that right yes, yes. okay <laughs> so sorry y'all and so that is the birthing womb so when we look at the yin masculine mm-hmm. those are tapas now this is something that I think we do embody as women mm-hmm. order right a process yes how do I take this energy this intention that was then nurtured the intention from the yang that was nurtured within yin, and then I put it in tapas, which are my habits. 
women are amazing at putting things in processes but, to make them work, and so are men. But and so are men. And so, so are the men. testicles represent the tapas. absolutely. The testicles mm-hmm. represent the mm-hmm. the containment. Yes, the ability yes. to create. Um, to hold the back. banks of the river. Like if you don't yeah. have banks for the river, you can't control the flow of energy, mm-hmm. right? I can be an amazing creative writer. I can have the intention to write great things. If I don't have the discipline, mm-hmm. then the thing won't be written or the structure, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's where we get the 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 yin masculine, and then we come to the yang feminine. And this was for me as well, just like with you, known. Mm-hmm. This was the part where I was like. Fuck yeah, right? Like, I was so excited. This is when you started playing Beyonce and This is when I was just like, represent, bitch! Like, I was excited. Because the Yang feminine is untamed, raw energy that just, you know, it's represented by Kali, Mm -hmm. by Oya, Mm -hmm. energies that are known Mm -hmm. for deconstructing Mm-hmm. Ending things Shocking. that people mm-hmm. have been not wanting to deal with. Oh, you let this go on too long? Here, off with its head, mm-hmm. right? It's the, okay, you've been nurtured this long, time to come out. Mm-hmm. It's time mm-hmm. now. I thought it about, happens right now. I the spark. About, uh, the spark. The sponda. Even Olukun. Mm-hmm. You know, the mm-hmm. energy of Olukun. Yeah. Like, that energy of your grandma that will gather you. Gather you. The energy right? of your grandma that and, told you to get a switch off the tree. And I, really, I didn't appreciate that. At the time. <laughs> but I want to talk about this because this makes me think of your grandmother. And you talked about how, you know, how she showed love within that yang feminine. Yeah. That yang masculine. Yang. Dang it's it. The, it's the yang, yang feminine. feminine. I keep doing the same thing. <laughs> How she showed love within that yang feminine, right? Mm-hmm. And like I, this is one thing that I've had to walk with as a child of Oya, right? You say Oya, like you said, mm-hmm. you say Oshu and everyone say, oh, right? Mm-hmm. You say Oya, ooh, right? Because <laughs> Oya is known, particularly in the West, as a, as a force of destruction and mm-hmm. death in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. That's not how she's known natively. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, she's known as the River Niger and she's known as air and wind. She's known as a warrior. Mm. Uh, she's also over the marketplace. So yeah. she's brilliant. Yeah. And she's decisive. And she's strategic. And when you really think about that woman, mm. when you really think about the woman who has to decide, right, now you're born. Mm. To me, it takes such a capacity for wisdom and knowledge of self and love to make those kind of life death decisions i remember thea when you had you were the first person to talk to me about birth Mm. and you ruined it for me did i i apologize (laughs) deeply your birth stories were horrible they were pretty rough (laughs) there's rougher ones for sure but i was in there forever but the good part was you told me you go to a place of life and death Mm. and you make a choice Mm. And to me, that is what this energy is. This yang feminine, this shakti, Mm -hmm. this kali energy is, I remember, birthing. Mm -hmm. And birthing is no... I remember when I was birthing my second child, I decided, I mean, if you don't like birth stories, turn it off. Pause. Pause. Skip. (laughs) I was birthing my second child and I had a really bad tear, my Mm -hmm. first child. And so I was really clear that I wasn't going to have no tear yeah. because it was an incredibly 
hard thing. Really, yeah. really hard tear. So I decided I wasn't going to have a tear. But this child decided that he was going to run out my womb. Mm-hmm. He was going to run, <laughs> skip, jump, and <laughs> flip All out of my the womb. above. Yeah, which he still does today, mm-hmm. which is, you know, mm-hmm. always running, jumping, skipping. So he was going to literally run out my womb. So he was rushing out mm-hmm. of my womb. And I remember this point where I had to engage what is that tapas, mm-hmm. that containment. And instead of pushing him out, He's which would have him. made me tear, mm-hmm. I had to hold and breathe him out. Mm-hmm. I had to breathe him out mm-hmm. and allow him to birth himself and to have that kind of containment, mm-hmm. to hold that and allow myself to be that... Um, it's almost like I began to embody this mountain thing. Mm. You mm. know, I began to embody this thing that was so much bigger than I mm. to birth. And I remember the first time it was so, I was just put, like, I was just like forceful, force, yeah. forcing yeah. it to happen, right? Because I didn't know how to not be anything but what I was. Right. But, you know, pregnancy and. And birth, and we can have an episode about yeah. that another time. But that kind of shifted me out of my girlhood body, yeah. and yes. that kind of yin into yeah. something much larger and yeah. fuller, and all of that. And so, birthing this this child out, I became this, and I didn't tear, mm-hmm. not one tear, because I let it. I had to breathe, stop, birth, breathe, right. stop, birth, and I like really took my time. Yeah really took my time but I had to completely embody right and right that's what I learned a lot in um Kali Rising was I have the ability mm-hmm. as as a feminine being right to embody mm-hmm. that is what I'm here to do mm-hmm. so I want to talk a little bit about like we're saying feminine masculine woman man yang yin I really loved that the goal of how he explains Tantra is to have an inner marriage first. Mm -hmm. No matter what gender you are, you know, no matter if it's masculine, feminine, man, woman, cis, trans, gender nonconforming, anything on that spectrum, the goal is for all of us to have this inner marriage of masculine and feminine first. Right. And and last, like that's the goal yeah. of being embodied, right? right? Is to have yin feminine, yang feminine, yin masculine, yang masculine. Mm-hmm. All of those four genders. Yes. Because yes. this book is not about two genders. It's not. It's about four. Four genders. But when I really thought about how I identify gender wise and sat in that, I was like, hmm, I, uh, there's a part in the book where they're speaking. And basically, Shakti tells Shiva, you're talking too much. Mm-hmm. You're talking too much for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of processing. I don't know why people say that women talk all the time. It's my, much more my experience. <laughs> that men talk. And maybe it's because I'm more introverted. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. But it's it's my experience that men do a lot of processing. Yes. Like they do external a, processing. a lot of external processing about thoughts. Yes. Things that they're thinking, clarifying things, all of that stuff. And she was basically like, 
okay, but get to the point because I'm about embodiment. Right, right. right. <laughs> I'm about like, but but how do we, but are we going to have sex though? Right. She really was like, oh, but yeah. are we going to fuck though? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like, yes, we can bond and talk about the bond and talk about all that, but. Oh, what about my pussy though? Like yeah, that's, yeah, that's, what she, <laughs> that's, what she that's, that's really where yeah. I'm at. And to give myself permission to be that, yeah. to, to be that embodiment and not feel like I have to be this um, intellectual yeah. all the time. Oh, so this is, yeah, because, so one thing I was going to say before is that death is necessary there's so many things that have to die in our lifetimes. I would say we have many deaths and many lives. Right. And so the like like trying to suppress this yang feminine and it's suppressed in all genders, right? Yeah. So that same quality is suppressed in everyone because it's untamable, right? And we want a society of people who we can control. So with that in mind, no matter if we came here, you know, feminine body, masculine body, whatever, it's all about the part of us that they want to tame. Like, if you look at a lot of the regulation, it's even like right now, there's a lot of regulation around birth, right? right? It's one of the last natural places you can watch right. this happen without people stepping in to try to control it, right? right. And it's not violent it's necessary right like there's certain natural disasters that end up being necessary Mm -hmm. for the entire earth to continue Mm -hmm. now we may lose a house but you know the entire earth depends on if this thing can happen right Mm so all the point is that all four of these expressions are necessary and must be accessible to each person so that that inner marriage that you're talking about right like like i said if you create something and no one knows it mm-hmm. and no one sees it there's no consciousness of it what is it and if there's nothing to be conscious of what is that right i for me this book really 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 was like the answer to so many of our social political problems mm-hmm. is the idea that people have to choose one now we are born Typically, we may, I I believe in percentages, you know, maybe I'm a certain percentage yang feminine, a certain percentage, but it's like, also know that you can access that part of yourself when you need it. Like what I heard through the birth story you just shared is, okay, I I present more yang feminine, but when necessary, Mm -hmm. I tapped into that yin masculine. You know what I'm saying? I tapped into the yin masculine and what we see as masculine in this culture, what is dominant Mm -hmm. is the yang masculine. Yeah, you know, and they this book which talks is the of, aggressive masculine that yeah. they were talking about. And they talk mm-hmm. a lot about how it's violent, right? Mm-hmm. That we've associated this this violent. They tell very interesting stories, stories, yeah, right. Really good tales about this violence that shows up as yang masculine, yeah. Whereas yang feminine is actually our all of our source of power. It's the every, only source of creativity, and that power we've the the. The um, source of the word power is more originally about being creative, and it's, and it's come to mean about dominance. Absolutely, and that is not its true nature. Yeah. To have true power, we need to create to something. create. Yeah, and so what they've done is really, really suppressed 
all of our innate ability, all of our rights to create. This mm-hmm. is like so incredibly mm-hmm. in alignment with so much that we talk about with healing the culture, right? Mm-hmm. Because when we talk about through joy and pleasure, we're talking about the sacral. Well, where mm-hmm. do we create from the sacral, right? This is the lower part of the belly. This yeah. is the this is where Shakti thrives and lives, yeah. right? And so really once you understand that if people can control your right to create, they can control you. You know, I had this um this uh what's it called? Chakra. Mm-hmm. Uh well, you know, you get like a chakra reading. Mm-hmm. No, not chakra. Reiki. No, no, an aura reading. Aura reading. And they read all your chakras mm-hmm. when I went to Sedona. And I was embarrassed to see how much activity was in my lower chakras, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whereas my partner was in his higher mm-hmm. realm. And and I'm like, I, I was like, oh, man. And, and the woman doing it was like, oh, no. Right. You need to be right here right now. Mm-hmm. You have three small children. Mm-hmm. You need to be thinking about survival. You need to be thinking about play. Mm-hmm. You need to be thinking about grounding. Mm-hmm. You need to be thinking about eating Mm -hmm. you need to be thinking about sexuality right all of these things that are necessary Mm -hmm. to build three small young bodies as a mother right and and then he can be thinking about the bigger picture yeah but notice how initially the reaction was that 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 meant he was doing something higher because because we've associated that's exactly it we've thought that shiva mm -hmm. is more spiritual right then Shakti. So twerking is spiritual, people. I'm <laughs> literally embodiment is spiritual. The body work is spiritual. It, yeah. I mean, it's just as spiritual. This is why so many people have anxiety mm. because everything can't be in the mind. Yes, it's not meant to be in the mind. It's some stuff is meant to be handled through the heart. Some stuff through the feet. Some stuff through the knees. Some stuff through the ass. It is different places Look, on our body oh, that are meant okay, to channel Thea, you're different trying to get that booty in me? Thea trying to bring the anal sex I'm to the party. I'm trying to say, people, <laughs> that there are many paths to freedom, and they don't all start with the mind. And we favor that. We're so highly, overly analytical that we cannot sit in the sensuality of this experience and enjoy what we are analyzing. Shiva needs Shakti. And Shakti needs Shiva. That is the bottom line, right? Mm-hmm. But we, even when we think about, when we describe the chakras, I try to be very careful not to say higher or lower because that, again, is a connotation that's built in that yeah. one is priority over the other. And I know I've been guilty of it. I have felt like, well, you know, and there's spiritual practices. Let's call them out, fake-ass gurus, <laughs> who will be like, transcend the body. The yeah. body, you, you, you need the body, the body is a part of your spiritual experience. It is the vehicle you chose to use, to experience, and to manifest. If things don't manifest, who the fuck needs to be sitting around with a million ideas that never manifest? That you, is torture. You know, that is some of the worst parts to me. Of My least favorite part of breastfeeding and having children was always losing my cycle. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I loved being a part of Mensis. Mm-hmm. I loved. I'm not and down. Connected. Yeah. All them, all them Rastas, all them, all them dudes that are like, you ain't supposed to bleed. Like, no, this is my magic. This is my magic. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not. I'm not supposed to hemorrhage for seven right, days. Right. 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 <laughs> okay. Right. Right. But yes, yeah. like to have a, a menses, to have a, a menstrual cycle, is for me to be in touch with those lower chakras. Yeah. 
with yeah. those grounding chakras, with the earth, yeah. with, with the blood. That's that's my personal blood sacrifice, yeah. right? Like yeah. that's what I'm doing on a monthly basis. Right. And when you're when you're gestating, you don't you don't get to be a part of that. And when you're breastfeeding, you don't always get to be a part of that for in the same in way. In the same way. And mm-hmm. I think about like the ways we shame certain types of embodiment for like you were saying boys right it's acceptable for boys to play sports but what if they want to dance right right? like there's so many uh, there's like i mean in in for women there's certain ways that are acceptable we've put conditions on our embodiment as well yeah and again i can't help but tie that back to if you control our creativity if you control and make us feel like we have to tame what we create Mm. um and i think this is again i i this is why I use this so strongly with black women. Cause what you were saying earlier about men, I feel applies to black people, yeah. right? Like constantly feeling like they have to tame, yeah. right? We talk loud. If I see you across the street, I'm like, Hey girl, you doing that. I'm going to do that. That's just, this is how we roll. This is how we treat each other. I shouldn't feel like there's an he appropriate in, way. He says in the book that women of color, he's like, at the risk of sounding like yeah. racist. He's like, women of color got this shit all. Just, they do this. <laughs> they, they really know how to be <laughs> the game feminine. They do. <laughs> but I mean, like, but what you were talking about, it comes down to the same idea of taming and the, and the idea that un, like untamed, unbridled expression is violent and it's not it's the repression of that that creates violence it's the the repression of the true self and then you feel resentful and then you get explosive right because Mm -hmm. there is you know uh, what they talked about in the book was that when we do see toxic masculinity it's because well if i can't embody that feminine why can you Mm -hmm. right like i'm projecting my feelings about not being able to tap into my feminine onto you. So I'm going to try to suppress your feminine as well, right? You know the part that tripped me out? I had, um, you know, I, I have my obsessions, right? So yes. I've, I've been so deep in an obsession recently with the Kudalini experience. Mm-hmm. And just like, just just con- contemplating it from the, the eyes of uh, an artist mm-hmm. and what that looks like and, and what that journey looks like and what that, journey when it's rocky looks mm-hmm. like and when that mm. journey when it's not chosen looks like and it was a pleasant surprise mm-hmm. for me to learn that that kudalini energy is shakti is kali that is kali, oh, yeah. it's kali rising is that that kudalini rising up through those mm-hmm. from the bottom, mm-hmm. from from our root, yeah. all the way up yeah. and learning, you know, they tell and us it's powerful. It breaks mm-hmm. every lock on the way up. It opens up the heart. It opens up every every banda, every lock mm-hmm. on the chakras, it opens on its way up. It's and even just a just a touch of it. This is the other thing about this energy. It's powerful. When one of the one of the things my Baba always told me like he, when he when I when I found out I was, well, yeah, he was like, you know, just just don't get too mad. Just try, <laughs> you know, because you're very powerful, you know, and what starts off like a little thing to you could be a huge thing at the end because of the power that comes behind. So Spanda comes with a lot of, this is what I'm saying, the idea what's, that- What's Spanda? Spanda is, so we talked about Tapa, Spanda is what we're talking about, that yang feminine is Spanda. The spontaneity. The energy, mm-hmm. the spark, right? Mm-hmm. And with that, this is what I say. This is why I disagree about Oya only being associated or Kali only being associated with, with destruction, right? Because there's, there's no way to birth anything 
mm-hmm. without taking some things apart, mm-hmm. right? Whenever we're in a low place, like I talked about being in a low place, I recognize that I'm in, in a birthing position, mm-hmm. right? I'm getting low. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm deconstructing and moving some things out of the way. And that don't feel good. But it's necessary for what energetically and creatively has to come forward, right? And so when we think about that spanda, you have to get to a place of stillness. We've all we've talked about this both in our birthing stories because there is a point in birth where you're like, take me now. <laughs> take me now. I'm coming to see you, Elizabeth. Right? And but but this it, it almost becomes meditative. You almost transcend yourself and get to this place of like this is what I have to do. Mm. And you're calm and focused and you do what you have to do. And I think that is, because we're talking about yang masculine, I mean yang feminine, that is the masculine piece to it, right? There's the eye to the storm. There's a center that is very calm and still and aware of everything that is happening, even in the chaos, even in the chaos of creating. And I think that that is an important aspect of Kali and Oya and Shakti that gets dismissed um, because they want to be, people want to write it off as just this wild thing. It's beautiful in its wildness and it's also strategic, you know? It's it's really interesting how uh, that, that, um, that Shakti energy needs Shiva though. Because mm-hmm. I, I think of myself sometimes and when I'm in the place, I'll, I've been planning for this episode for a long time that we have not <laughs> done and it is about anger. Mm-hmm. And I have it, baby. Mm-hmm. I, I got a temper mm-hmm. and it is slow. And slow burning. And it is slow. I have a slow temper mm. and I do not get angry easily. Mm-hmm. I get irritated easily. Mm-hmm. I don't get angry easily. But when I get angry, like I, I'm the same. I have a machete. Like mm-hmm. I'm coming for your mm-hmm. neck. I'm coming for. It is very difficult for me to see straight, and and I can apologize and mm-hmm. talk, and I can tell you it was my ego. But when I turn into that, the that, damage is done. When I turn into mm-hmm. to that dark goddess, mm-hmm. when I when I go to the dark goddess mm-hmm. and I begin to cut away, mm-hmm. like. Just begin to chop. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. This isn't right. No, 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 no. And the ways in which I have been destructive, mm-hmm. I have shame to heal from. Yeah. You know, I have yeah. shame from that yeah. overactive yang yeah. feminine. Yeah. That mouth that my grandma gave me that mm-hmm. can tear you the fuck down. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, I do a lot of work. I, I was embodied, you know. Years ago and blessed as a child of Obatala. I'm not supposed to do all that. No, you're not. You know you get in big trouble when you be cutting up. <laughs> I'm not supposed to drink. Yeah. This is the kind of thing, like, when I drink, I become that kind of a person. Yeah. I start, you know, I've gotten in fights at the club. Yeah. Start pushing people on the ground. Yeah. Like, bitch, why you standing next to my man, bitch? <laughs> right. You know, like, <laughs> become a whole different type right. of noni, right? Right. And that's that overactive Yang feminine. Yeah. Leaning into that yang masculine. Well that's really yeah, I was about to say that that actually leaning, leans more yang into, masculine. But but mm. but what I want to say is one thing I appreciated in the book, even when she's in her pure yang feminine, Shakti, he kept containing it. Mm-hmm. He kept questioning it. He kept saying, Wait, 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 wait. And she would do the same. Vice versa, yeah. You yeah. know, so that there is an ability yeah. to go too far. In any of it. 
yeah. in any of it. And, I, and not, I think because I think the the imbalance of Shiva is he can become emo, he can become emotionless. Yeah, cold. Everything's illogical. Nothing feels mm-hmm. you know, and that can be equally as destructive, yeah. right? And so, that hurts so I think much. it hurts so much it in so many ways. Lot, yeah. yeah, and so I think that I I think that. The key is just like the key to reading this book and why we wanted to bring it to y'all is because we wanted to wake everyone up and remind them you have access to all of these, all of these, all of these expressions and you can stop and choose like because and be aware like you can be aware like, oh, yeah, I'm more this. I'm more that. But know that you're still a percentage of the other three. There's a part of you that if you have low tapas, okay, that's something you can build up. That's something you can meditate and breathe into and start to invest in. If you feel like there's an imbalance or you, or you like, I like my yang feminine. Mm. I love my yang feminine, mm. but I also recognize there are certain relationships where I need, I, where I would like to have more yin feminine in my mm. space. And so I can tap into that. And I recognize my yang feminine has protected me and, She's incredible, right? But that's why I say my Oya, she knows how to nurture me too. Mm. She doesn't just push me. You know, she does what I need it for sure. But like you always talk about with your grandmother, like there's nurturing in there as well. Yeah. And so we're not, we've never been one thing. There's safety in it. There's safety in it. And we've never been one thing. And we never feel, should feel like we have to be. And I I love my yin masculine. Mm -hmm. Oh, me too. You know I I learned a lot in here. That's what allows me to produce. That's what allows me to make a lot of money. Yeah. You know, to have. That's what makes us prolific. Mm -hmm. Like we're able to accomplish so many things because of that. Mm -hmm. And even our intention setting, we want that. That comes from our yang, that yang masculine being in balance. Yeah. I, re- I really wanted to have this conversation. Like, What I really want to encourage folks to do is start to think about gender outside of the body, outside of the genital, please, outside of the think X of it as energy. and Y chromosome, right? outside of out, out of the breast, outside mm-hmm. of, of the makeup, outside of the dress, outside of the pants, outside the of the facial check. hair, outside of the box you check, mm-hmm. outside of the march you go to outside of the march you don't go to really the gendered spirit mm-hmm. the four spirited person mm-hmm. which we all are you yeah. know i i've thought so much about i've always felt more comfortable with folks that embrace more of a spectrum yes yeah with gender that's a place that's a super sweet spot for me yeah and, it's always been like, hmm, looking at myself, like, yo, no, like, queer folks is like your, like, that's mm-hmm. your, that's your comfort zone. Yeah. You know, like, you know, it's, uh, there was definitely early years, like, are you, are you queer? Like, mm-hmm. what's up? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? But I feel comfortable in the realm of God. Mm-hmm. And I think like in, in the, in the world of, of folks that aren't so binary, mm-hmm. There's so many more options about how we can express right now mm-hmm. and how we can show And how up we right need now. to. Yeah. How, like, literally, one thing the book stresses, and we talked about this in the class when I had it, we need to. This isn't, we're not stating this, we're talking about healing the culture through joy and pleasure, but there is a sense of urgency about this. Yeah. There's the earth, healing the earth, loving the earth, 
that loves us back. All of these things are, this is yeah. a mandate, basically. We're, we're, this is a call to action. Like, embrace all these parts of yourself. Tap in, embody, and, you know, tap into your higher self. Yeah. Because all of these things, seek this inner marriage, seek this balance, because this is how we create change. I remember in the class, she talked about two things that are occurring right now. Because we didn't even talk about play. Mm. Play is such a big part of Shakti. Such a big... Again, this is Oya. Why don't we talk about play? Tell tell, tell the class. Because I want to talk about play and I want to talk about permaculture before we're done. So in the class, she talked about the rise of two movements. One is the trans movement, Mm -hmm. right? And she was like, you know, thinking about that through a tantric lens. Isn't that the call for all of us to begin to embrace all of what we are and all of the energies that mm-hmm. we carry, right? And thinking about um, the increase in the kink community, which mm-hmm. is also about play and, and bending some of these boundaries and rules and like expanding what we feel limited by, right? Like play, introducing that, expanding more people talking about kink and engaging in kink and engaging in kink communities and looking at the increase in these over the last 10 to 20 years, right? As that, as that, that's happening directly in relationship to what's happening sociopolitically, Mm. you know, in other ways. And so, um, I think it's, Tantra, it does have a lens that is very valuable for looking at how to create social change. That can start with you right now. It doesn't always have to start in the street. It can start with that inner marriage and that inner permission and self-authorizing of, I want to lean into this today. This feels good for me right now. Like right now, I'm leaning into yin feminine. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. I am really working on that. And I'm leaning into some Shiva. I'm leaning into some stillness, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't change the fact that I have a strong yang, ma- yang um, feminine side. Mm-hmm. But it does mean that I know how to tap into what I need when I need it so that I can continue to be an effective vessel for mm-hmm. what I came to this earth to do. I love that. I want to talk a little bit about play. I used to have these um, parties on my birthday. They were called Noni Fun Days. You may remember. Oh, I do remember. Mm. I do remember Noni Fun Days. I want to pass this on to our listeners. So you too can have a Noni Fun Day. You don't have to call it Noni Fun Day. You can enter your name here like Fia Fun Day. Fia Fun Day. Debbie Fun Day or Kwame Fun Day. (laughs) (laughs) so all my kwame hey kwame Kwame. Kwame it's funny we posted it becky fun fun day becky fun day if you listening becky you can have a fun day you can okay you can you can have a fun day (laughs) so on noni fun days it was a day where i would invite all my friends to be childlike Mm -hmm. and to experience i didn't know that my birthday is actually the day of the child you know, at the time. Mm. And I learned that over time. And my my birthday is also Samhain, which is like a, a big kind of like Wiccan um, mm. holiday and earth-based holiday. But we would rent a jumper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we would have a band. Mm-hmm. We would eat popsicles. Mm-hmm. We would um, do photo shoots, drink lemonade. Just, I mean, we would do sidewalk chalk mm-hmm. all day. We would play jump rope. We would get hula hoops. I mean, we would it blow was bubbles. so much fun. We would blow bubbles. 
all kinds. Once I started having children, Noni Fun Days hit the curb. So did wine and wee. That was something <laughs> I used to do. You had to drink two glasses of wine to play the wee. That was fun. But I'm, I'm saying like there's so... I really, really, really welcome you to play like a child. Yeah. I would be in relationships and when they would get really funky, I would be like, can we go to the park? Mm-hmm. And we go to the park and then I would say, push me on a swing and we go down the slides and like getting back to that part of us that mm-hmm. is very simple and not here for work and not mm-hmm. here to grow and not here to learn and not here to be more and not here to improve, but here to be to be and to have fun and to dance to the music. Noni Fun Day can be 10 minutes. A 10-minute dance party. I have yeah. a lot at the crib. You, you do know. have your dance parties. I do have a lot of dance parties. You can have dance. Like, this moment is just really about integrating yeah. play into your daily life. Like, mm-hmm. that shit feels fucking good. Yeah. It feels good to just be like, yo, taxes don't fucking matter right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, my mortgage doesn't matter right now or getting a mortgage doesn't matter right now. Yeah. And I don't need to know what a what's in my Roth IRA. Like all of these things that we've created. Yeah. That are so so in so, the mind. so so in the mind, in the brain. And play brings you back into the body. I mean, I I used to do wine and wee and the reason you had to have two glasses of wine first so that you wouldn't overthink while you were trying to play the Wii. <laughs> and the Wii games we would play were Michael Jackson Dance Experience and yes. um, Just Dance. Yes. And, you know, that it didn't require anything but fun. You know, like just, I mean, that's the adult version of Noni Fun Day with no jumpers, but there was <laughs> wine and there were games. And so you would, but, but it was like such a great mm-hmm. time. And again, when, with the kids that, cut down mm-hmm. but um i was having it like at least once a month yeah. and it was a lot of fun and i i think like think about a way that you can generate this that's such a great idea because sometimes we have to do things even that we're not good at like i said i was going to take a dance class and i did take one class but i'm going go back <laughs> because i needed to do something that i didn't feel like i had to be really really good at yeah right to go in there be silly learn something new make mistakes and laugh about it and enjoy the yeah. fun of it um, was something that I I felt like in my spirit. You need to go do that, you know, and just yeah. listen to that. You you're naturally called to play. You just dismiss the call. You put it on snooze. We all get the call to I play mean, to stop and do something what, fun. Just choose stand up. Like there's so many ways. Like I go and I just like y'all. Let me just watch stand up right now. Mm-hmm. Like instead of like whatever serious HBO Netflix movie or series that you're highly engaged in that's actually creating more trauma in you Mm -hmm. (laughs) no shade yeah but like yo choose stand-up like this shit is fucking great like go out and see some stand-up or like experiments in the bedroom like experiments in the car experiments with your partner at the park whatever it is like mix it up play with each other play with yourself like it's just so much better i want to shiva and shakti like to hang out and they like to they like to hang out. And they really like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the other last thing I wanted to talk about in this book that was just so impactful for me as the Torian that I am. Ooh, these chapters on permaculture. They were permaculture. ringing your bell. They were ringing all of my bells. Thea, how were you feeling about them? I, well, you, I, we, I talked a little bit about it. I mean... 
I don't know. You know, I read it before this stillness phase I've been, and I uh-huh. was like, I probably that would be a harder adjustment than I thought. But um, I really, really, really have always loved and will continue to love the idea of creating sustainable living. Um, I do believe there's a way to create a form of urban tribalism, a way of living, and a form of natural technology, spiritual technology that will allow us to advance what we're doing as human beings while doing that in collaboration with the earth. Um, I think we did it for a very long time. Yeah. And I think w- there's ways that we can continue to do it. And, th- and the idea of that being at the forefront of our thinking, that that that'd be a priority, um, I think is a part of what comes when we find this balance with these energies. It's right. like a natural byproduct of that. It's holistic. What One thing that I've always only thought about Tantra as either breath work mm-hmm. or sex work. Right, those are the two things in which I. And that's what you always see when you look it up, the 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 right sex part, and you're like, it's so much more than that. Yeah, so I've only thought about that. I've thought about it in relationship to Kundalini yoga, Mm -hmm. like things like that, but I really never thought about it in relationship to the earth, to the earth, and and our relationship to our mother, our relationship Mm -hmm. to Gaia, Mm -hmm. to Pachamama, Mm -hmm. you know to our earth goddess, however we want to call her, how we relate to her can, we're in this abusive, Mm -hmm. violent relationship Mm -hmm. that is not full of play Mm -hmm. and spontaneity and energy. Like we're sucking her dry, Mm -hmm. right? And it's been, I think you guys are watching me become an environmentalist in real time. I know, we see it. Yeah, we definitely see it. (laughs) I'm becoming an environmentalist in real time, but it's, it's just... To think about, you know, the possibilities. One of one of my really close friends is a is an energy attorney, and she knows a lot about like you know, homes that you can create um, that are like have really small footprints. Mm-hmm. And she's always talking to me about you know like earth homes mm-hmm. or you know tiny homes mm-hmm. or you know solar power like mm-hmm. i love getting in or tesla like riding around <laughs> like, like this is incredible like this this idea um of the a way to live it always seemed more complicated right and i think that the way that they kind of talk about it in this book is that it's very accessible yes that you have to do some work up front and i have a lot of friends that are that are living like a, a backyard garden mm-hmm. farm life, mm-hmm. but it seems like really hard work. Yeah, yeah. You know, coming just get, being real, growing up in apartments, like it's yeah, just like for sure. Like, how can I do all that for sure? But being a part of a, a bartering economy, mm-hmm. like all of these concepts that are literally decolonizing concepts, yes. decolonizing how we're relating to how we live yeah. and breathe every day, how we exchange our time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for basically debt slavery. <laughs> like you, you can just say debt. You don't even have to say basically. <laughs> we don't need a qualifier. Is a, it is, is debt slavery. We're exchanging our time and our and mm. our life force for debt slavery when we could be oh playing God. and we could be outside and we could be singing and we could be dancing and we could be telling stories with one another and we could be having sex. We can be doing these things and really experiencing a lot of pleasure. And to see the possibility of that, it kind of took me back to... Um, I worked on this. Uh, I was always like trying to get next to the camera, you know, like <laughs> a budding filmmaker. So I was a PA on a reality show many years ago. 
I don't know if it ever came out. It was um, by Melvin Van Peebles' family. Mm-hmm. And it was a green reality show. Mm. And they built a house that was completely sustainable in, like, on the west side. Like, it was yeah. in Santa Monica. Yeah. And the whole show was about how this family was living in this house, in yeah. this house mm-hmm. and living in a way that made a very small impact on the earth. And his wife was a woman who, um, when you know the camera came into her room, she was sitting there doing um, pranayama breathing. Mm. And I said, what are you doing? And she was like, oh, I'll show you. And she started showing me how to do alternate nostril yeah. breathing. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I had even... Uh, even seen that Mm -hmm. but it all reading this book it all started to tie up to me Mm -hmm. to tie up this book has a lot of breathing exercises yeah great ones great ones to kind of great ones using your left and right nostril this this is the main ways that i actually breathe and meditate those are those are my go-to ways so this all felt really familiar for me but that was the first day that i learned that Mm -hmm. Way more than about 15 years ago or wow. something mm-hmm. ago where I was like, oh, oh, gray water. Oh, oh, okay. Gardens at home. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. Solar power. Okay. Oh, pranayama breathing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yoga. Okay. This is all living in one place. And, and now we're 15 years later like, oh, no, this is needed now. Yeah. And it's possible now. And because the creative energy is within the feminine, it's for everyone to be able to embrace that part of themselves is really what even ties back into what we were talking about earlier about the masculine. It's like when everyone can embrace their feminine, then everybody can get back to that creative force, those innovations, those ideas, those, and and bring them to life, right? Because it's supposed to be a full cycle and everyone should have access to that full cycle, So um, my takeaway from the book, there were so many, Mm. really there were, but I would say that that inner marriage piece was really important for me. That Mm. inner marriage um, meditation is what I'm taking away. And it's an exercise where you literally have a conversation with Shiva and Shakti internally about their needs. Do they need anything? Do they need more from each other? And this is all happening internally. Um, and doing that really helped me realize that I, you know, I, pre- I think sometimes I present um, as like more in tune with the feminine. Mm. But I was, when I started doing the exercise, I realized I was less trusting of it because that's the internalized patriarchy. You can't trust the feminine, mm. right? And I realized that it was easier to breathe through my right side, which is the masculine side, because I trusted it more, even though when I talk about it in the world, I don't trust it as much. But internally, the message I've gotten is that it's more trusting. Trust that side of yourself. Trust the analytical side. Trust the logical side. But don't trust Mm -hmm. the embodiment side. Don't trust the creative side. Mm -hmm. Don't trust the passionate side, right? And so that was the repair work that I was able to do for myself through that meditation, and that was my that was my biggest takeaway. I think that I could apply in real life, in mm. real time. That's great words from the heart. My words from the heart, and what I take away from here, it's really that you know sometimes I feel like uh, when I'm in in the valleys of, of places, mm-hmm. and it seems very dark, mm-hmm. and that there's not a lot of solutions. Mm-hmm. That there's so much that I don't know mm-hmm. that could really expand me, and that could 
give me literally a thousand new solutions. Absolutely. And I've been really, really using this book for me to look at my partner from new eyes. Mm, that's beautiful. I've been looking at my partner with such awe mm. of what he's capable of. Mm-hmm. Mm. For me to see that he is the embodiment of Shiva, mm-hmm. that he has so much knowledge and so much clarity and so much um, discipline and um, bravery, you know, the, the ability for and and also so much submission. Mm-hmm. This story when and when Shiva had to submit to mm-hmm. to Shakti, you know, when he um, he killed. Ganesh (laughs) when he killed her son and and created Ganesh like the submission Mm -hmm. that that man is able to to make Mm -hmm. when his when his woman is that angry Mm -hmm. and it's going to ruin the earth ruin it right when her yang feminine is just gone out of control when she's Kali I'm going to destroy the planet yes that I I'm I turn into that and my partner will say okay what is needed right now yeah what do i need to do what do i need to do to calm you down Mm -hmm. what do i need to do to get you back in a place of Mm. of peace Mm -hmm. and to be able to be given that gift Mm -hmm. you know and to be able to give that gift too yeah to give the gift of when when he is out of alignment when he goes too far and being masculine that i have the ability to to be in feminine Mm -hmm. to be soft be nurturing to mm-hmm. be sweet to mm-hmm. soften my voice it's so easy to just soften my voice it's one thing i've worked on the entire 2019 so far <laughs> to soften my voice and so, you know i only know you as soft voice mm-hmm, though. <laughs> mm-hmm, because I'm, I'm i feel very safe with women mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. easy for me to be I agree. soft and sweet with I women. I agree. I agree. It's, it definitely is a challenge mm-hmm. with, in partnership. And But with men, to feel like I need to make sure... You understand. I'm protected. You're clear. And yes. that I'm protected and mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to get hurt. And mm-hmm. let me put up... Let me put up my... Let me make sure mm-hmm. that we need to fight. And that I'm not going to get smaller. Yeah. You're not going to make me smaller. I'm not going to disappear. Mm-hmm. I'm not submitting. You can't, yeah. But I can submit. To, to the yang feminine around me and be that yin energy very mm-hmm. easily, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and be that soft very easily and be that gentle and be that nurturing and mm-hmm. be that mama, you know, that's, that's very easy for me to do, but to, to welcome that yeah with that, that masculine energy in my home yeah as well to soften up, you know, to, yeah. to live, <laughs> deep to breath, live, deep breath, <laughs> to live as all four. You know. Live is all for it. That is our that is our wish for you all, is that and you it's feel a long unlimited. Journey. It's yeah. a long journey, but you have it all. You have the intention. You have the nurturing, the receiving. You have the discipline, and you have the spark. Mm-hmm. You have all of the above. Perfect, whole, and complete. That's enough. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Lots of love. <laughs> <laughs>